Welcome to FS Air, the weekly teaching content of Forest Students, brought to you over the airwaves. How do you like to rest? Think about what you like to do on the weekend when there's no school or work for you to take care of. Do you watch your favorite TV show? Play some video games? Go outside and play your favorite sport? Maybe listen to music or read a book? We all rest in different ways, but we all do need rest. We aren't like the Energizer Bunny that you see on the commercials that keeps going and going. No, we as humans can't keep going and going. We need to slow down. We need sleep. We need rest. This is why God gives us the fourth commandment. God is infinite and we are not. And one of the ways he cares for us is by commanding us to slow down, rest, and worship. However, this is the one commandment of the 10 commandments that has changed the most from Moses to Jesus. See, in the Old Testament, the Israelites had the Sabbath to rest and worship every Saturday. But in case you haven't noticed, as Christians, we don't do that anymore. On Saturdays, we play sports, play video games, do chores, go shopping, watch college football. So, are we breaking the fourth commandment? Do we just pick and choose what commandments we want to follow? Let's think about these things together. And let's read from Exodus chapter 20, verse 8 through 11, the fourth commandment. Remember the Sabbath day to keep it holy. You are to labor six days and do all your work, but the seventh day is a Sabbath to the Lord your God. You must not do any work, you, your son, or your daughter, your male or female servant, your livestock, or the resident alien who is within your city gates. For the Lord made the heavens and the earth, the sea, and everything in them in six days. Then he rested on the seventh day. Therefore, the Lord blessed the Sabbath day and declared it holy. So first, as we do, let's consider what does commandment four mean? It means God's people should rest regularly and worship together. God's people should rest regularly and worship together. God desired for his people to take one holy day per week to rest from working and give that day to him. The word Sabbath literally means ceasing. So God wanted the Israelites to work six days and cease for one day, the last day of the week. Then God gives the reason in verse 11, because he did the same thing. God created for six days. And in Genesis two, verse two, it says he rested literally that he Sabbathed on the seventh. See, it's not that God needed to rest because he was tired. God is infinitely powerful and he does not need to rest like we do. Instead, God rested as in he was finished. Have you ever heard a lawyer finish talking in a courtroom, in a movie or on TV? How do they conclude when they're done talking? They say, your honor, I rest my case. Now, it's not that their case needs to take a nap. It's that their case is complete. That's why God rested. He completed what he created. So we now model that when we complete our work for the week, 
We should cease our work every week because God ceased his work on that very first week. You might be thinking, okay, awesome. God says I get to be a lazy couch potato. Now I don't have to listen to my parents and do my chores on the weekends. Okay, well, hang on. There's a little more to it than this. To understand what the fourth commandment means for us, we first need to think about what it meant to the Israelites. Like we saw, six days work, one day rest. But that rest was not merely being a lazy couch potato. God had a little more in mind. I mean, clearly verse 10 has in mind resting from physical labor. 3,000 years ago, work meant work. Farming, growing, digging, building, gathering, cooking, sleeping, and you woke up and you did it all over again. So to follow the fourth commandment was to take a day off from that and rest. Imagine you had land and property and animals, and that is both your food and your potential money. So taking one day off actually meant one day of productivity lost. Imagine you're standing in your backyard and you see crops that could be harvested, eggs that could be collected, fruit that could be picked, animals that could be milked. That's a tasty dinner. And maybe like $100 you could make at the market if you got out there on the Sabbath and worked. But here's the thing. The fourth commandment is not just about rest. It's also about worship. In the fourth commandment, God is saying in a good way, your God is not money. Your God is not food. Your God is not work. Your God is me. The Sabbath day was to break Israel's temptation to worship work and worship money and never stop to worship the God who has given them everything. On the Sabbath, the Israelites were to fight those sins by resting and worshiping. We get some clues throughout the Old Testament as to how they were and weren't doing so well with this. Leviticus 23 verse 3 says that there is to be a sacred assembly. There's to be worship on the Sabbath. And in the Gospels, we see that on the Sabbath, Jesus went to the synagogue where they would read scripture and they would worship together. Amos 8 verse 5, on the other hand, rebukes the Israelites who were supposed to follow the Sabbath and rest, but instead were asking, when will the Sabbath end so that we may market wheat? Israel clearly did not want to rest on the Sabbath. They were too busy thinking about the money that could be made later. So in a sense, the fourth commandment is supposed to be a little inconvenient. Resting is supposed to interrupt our work and our rhythm to remind us there is something more important than work and school and money. It's God we should worship and God who can provide for us even when we are not trying to provide for ourselves. So even though the Sabbath looks a little different for us today, we need these exact same principles of rest and worship in our lives on a regular basis. So now let's see how we can do that. Here's why commandment four is good for us. Commandment four is good because it shows us our need to worship weekly and rest regularly. It shows us our need to worship weekly and rest regularly. 
Even though we no longer have a Jewish Sabbath on Saturdays, we do have something like it on Sundays. In the same way that God's Old Testament people set time aside on Saturday to worship, now God's New Testament people gather on Sundays to worship. The New Testament mentions in several places, like Acts chapter 20, verse 7, 1 Corinthians 16, 1 and 2, Revelation 1, verse 10, that Christians gathered to worship on the first day of the week, which is Sunday, and they called that day the Lord's Day. It was a commemoration that Jesus rose from the dead on Sunday. And in a way, every Sunday at church is Easter Sunday. So on Sundays, we follow the fourth commandment by worshiping together. And we should also make time to regularly rest during our week, especially on Sundays. Now, this is where things get a little hairy because lots of Christians for 2000 years have disagreed with how Christians should and shouldn't rest on Sundays. Does this mean we shouldn't do chores around the house on Sunday? Does this mean we shouldn't go to the grocery store on Sunday? Does this mean we shouldn't watch a movie or sports on a Sunday? Should we never work a shift at our job on a Sunday? Um, wait, though, but don't pastors and church staff work on Sundays? What about nurses and firemen and police officers? I mean, don't we want them working on Sundays? So here, let's first look to the Bible for some help. Here's what Jesus said. Mark chapter 2, verse 27. The Sabbath was made for man and not man for the Sabbath. Here's what Paul said. One person esteems one day better than another, while another esteems all days alike. Each one should be fully convinced in his own mind. That's Romans 14, 5. Here's Colossians 2, 16 through 7. Let no one pass judgment on you with regard to a festival, a new moon, or a Sabbath. So the point of these verses is, that a day of rest is meant for us, for our good, for our flourishing. So we're not meant to look at Sundays and think, well, I can't do this and I can't do that. And God will be mad at me if I run an errand and God will be mad at me if I take a shift at my job. No, this is exactly what Jesus got mad at the Pharisees for. They had stacked so many man-made laws around the Sabbath that it was stressing people out and it was hurting their souls rather than helping them rest. We should worship together and rest individually, especially on Sundays. But what that looks like specifically for each one of us is between you and God. So picture this. Imagine you decide, you know, I really want to do better at resting on Sundays. I think I'll work on reading my Bible and not being on my phone Sunday afternoons. Awesome. That is great. That is entirely within the spirit of the fourth commandment. But then your friend texts you that day and says, hey, you want to go see a movie? Well, what should you do? Should you go hang out with your friend? Or should you stick to your plan to rest on Sundays? The answer is whatever you feel convinced God wants you to do. If you feel like God wants you to take some extra downtime on Sundays to rest, then you can politely decline hanging out with your friends. But if you feel like you can go and enjoy a Sunday movie and thank God that he gives you time of rest and relaxation with your friends, then go to the movie with your friends. Resting according to the fourth commandment is to listen to your conscience as a Christian. And if you have a friend who might feel like they should rest on Sundays and put away their phone or put away some video games, 
Don't make fun of them. That is passing judgment like we see Paul prohibit in Colossians 2. Instead of making fun of a friend following the fourth commandment, encourage them that they're doing a good thing. And you know what? Maybe it'll be good for you to take a little extra time away from your screens on Sunday too. Here's a couple of quotes that might help us think about this. The first one comes from the Baptist faith and message. It says, the first day of the week is the Lord's day. It is a Christian institution for regular observance. It commemorates the resurrection of Christ from the dead. It should include exercises of worship and spiritual devotion, both public and private. Activities on the Lord's day should follow the Christian's conscience under the Lordship of Jesus Christ. Here's one from Kevin DeYoung, author and pastor. He says, let us not approach Sunday by asking, what can I get away with? Instead, think, what blessing does God mean to give me in worship and rest today? God is not frowning over us every time we break a sweat on Sunday. He means to smile over us with the blessing of worship and rest. So as an application, just think about this question. What is one thing that regularly takes up your time that you could set aside for a little bit on Sundays to focus on God and rest? Maybe it's your phone. Maybe it's watching sports. Maybe it's a regular commitment on your schedule. Just think about that question. And between you and God, think about setting that thing aside on Sundays to enjoy some rest. Maybe think about what you learned at church. Read your Bible or a good Christian book. And remember, God is happy when you rest. That is how you can follow the fourth commandment as a Christian. And ultimately, we know that we can rest as Christians because we have no more work to do in our salvation. In your home, whose job is it to make money? Whose job is it to grocery shop? Whose job is it to make meals? Whose job is it to pay bills? It's probably your parents, right? So what does that mean for you? It means you can rest. It's not on you to provide everything that you need to live. Your parents take care of all of it. So go and tell them, thanks mom and dad for everything. But the same also goes for us in our relationship to Jesus and the fourth commandment. The ultimate way we keep the fourth commandment is by remembering that Jesus has done it all for us. So now he is our rest. We do not have to toil, sweat, or stress that we have to do something before we die to earn heaven. True rest is found when we trust in Jesus, our ultimate rest. We don't have to earn anything with God. We don't have to prove anything to God. We don't have to run the world like God. He has got us in Jesus. That's why we can rest. Hebrews 4 verse 11 says that we should make every effort to enter that rest. Ironically, it takes hard work to rest. It takes work not to work. But when we remember that the same God who gives the fourth commandment is the same one who fulfills it for us, we can slow down and remember the words of Jesus. Come to me, all who are weary and heavy laden, and I will give you rest. We rest the best when we rest by faith in Jesus. That's how we follow the fourth commandment. Hear these words from Deuteronomy 30, 19 through 20. I call heaven and earth as witnesses against you today that I have set before you life and death, blessing 
and curse. Choose life so that you and your descendants may live. Love the Lord your God, obey him, and remain faithful to him, for he is your life. Thanks so much for listening. Make sure to check out the episode description for discussion questions and additional Bible reading to do with your family, your friends, or your small group. And make sure to check back again soon for more content. We'll see you next time.